0: money fm 89.3 best of the breakfast huddle mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on money fm 89.3 Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is time now for Travel Thursday. And when you look at Singapore, it's safe to say that, you know, where Britain butter is concerned, tourism plays a big part of it, right? And as we try and get out of COVID-19, go into this sort of endemic COVID-19, recovery is going to happen uh, as you would expect it to. So according to the Singapore Tourism Board, as global travel picks up, they are expecting 4 to 6 million visitors To arrive in Singapore this year (laughs) Are you ready for that? I'm not sure I am. But the, how have we done so far? I mean, generally, what's the report card? First half of the year, we had 1.5 million visitor arrivals. That's nearly 12 times more compared with the same period last year. Of course, last year was still pandemic, right? Total tourism receipts in the first quarter came in at an estimated 1.3 billion. That's up 213% from the same period, again, because of the post-pandemic. And when you look at these latest numbers, it actually is still a fraction of pre-pandemic Pandemic figures, but STB is expecting that tourism will recover to pre COVID levels by the middle of the decade, so maybe 2025. Is that a realistic forecast? I don't know, especially when you look at other uncertainties that the world's facing, you know, geopolitical, COVID, inflation for that matter. On the line with me this morning is Paul Kent, partner advisory at KPMG in Singapore. Good morning, Paul. Morning, Elvis. Let's talk tourism. It's starting to pick up. 46 million visitors expected in Singapore this year, according to the Singapore Tourism Board. You think that's a realistic number?
1: Yeah, I mean, forecasting's never really certain. <laughs> but for sure, it's definitely picking up. And we can see it in a lot of different areas. So in business travel, in our own circles, at business ecosystems, we've seen business picking up internally within our own organisation across ASPAC, Definitely picking up. And then if we looked at sort of the tourism side of that as well, I think definitely a positive sign.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that part about traveling and you really see that movement, right? But as far as the influx of tourist numbers, I mean, where are we seeing these come from? I know you mentioned business. What about around the region?
1: So the main areas that are coming in at the moment is around Indonesia. We're seeing visitors India, Malaysia, Australia, and the Philippines. So it makes a lot of sense. It's, you know, kind of a regional influx that's coming in we're starting to see some of the european numbers picking up as well still some way to go and some of the bigger areas for example china's always historically been a big contributor to tourism numbers mm. with their current policies around covid it's, it's a little uh, more challenging but you know these should relax too as time goes on hopefully i mean there's always the uncertainty around how covid might progress and what the implications of that could be that is a big uncertainty but The way
0: things are trending at the moment, we would see it moving positively going forward. Yeah, I mean, well, you look at the way the variants are mutating and there's a lack of needing pre-COVID testing when you travel. This does signal that imported cases aren't as big a concern as it used to be. Is there any possibility that we could be brought back down to earth and get a prolonged recovery? Any chance of that, in your opinion? Okay, so I'm not a medical expert, so I'll just condition my my response on that. But definitely, I think,
1: as you said, the sort of severity of COVID is definitely lessening. It might be more transmissible, and we're seeing a lot of cases, but the impact and the severity of that definitely seems to be lower than what it was historically. Hence, it seems to be more a strategy now around working and living with COVID rather than going back into the lockdown days before. But that uncertainty definitely, you know, if it was to pick up in, in terms of severity, so the impact at the moment you don't see signs of that but if, if that was to occur then you, we would see some types of restrictions again but hopefully that won't happen and yes. we don't see that happening right now yeah.
0: and of course we clarify it's all based on as an observer point of view and not in any medical expertise terms I'm curious about the mice sector and this is something we tend to shout out a lot about here in Singapore your thoughts on how the mice sector will give it a boost events are returning you've got Zouk out music concerts all coming back they announced thing guns and roses coming to town again the marathon How big a part is this going to play? I think it's fantastic. I mean, uh, we've got
1: various things. We had the air show at the beginning of the year. That's a massive signal. you have got the Singapore F1s coming up, massive signal. You know, the Tour de France criterium in Singapore. And as you said, all the musical events and so on. And I think one of the key things that all of these actions and initiatives do is they drive confidence and they promote confidence in the economy, in the society, in people. And those sorts of signals are really important, in addition to just the direct impact. So, as you mm-hmm. said, around mice, people come in, they spend, they do whatever they're doing, and that translates across the economy. But more broadly and strategically, I think the signals that these give I mean, in terms of confidence in the market and in business and in Singapore are really important. I
0: then not suppose you had the Liverpool game last week.
1: Uh, no, I wasn't, sorry. I, I was actually
0: traveling myself, so I wasn't around. But
1: again, I mean, that was another example. I and mean, so many of my colleagues and friends were there. And, there you, you go. know, the, the mood after it, it's just buoyant and it's positive. And I think these are the signals that, you know, we, we
0: really need. Yeah, I mean, the stadium, what, 48,000 filled and you see the fact that a big team like Liverpool had the confidence to bring in their own first team players does show the confidence in Singapore. This is going to be great for the hotel industry that doesn't have to rely on staycations anymore.
1: Exactly. I mean, we were working with hotel associations and others during COVID and really... During the lockdown periods and you know, appreciative of the struggles that that whole industry went through, as well as travel agents, mice, mm-hmm. industry, and so on. And think looking at where we are now with things starting to open up and it's a much better place. So coming back a little bit towards the forecast as well, I do expect that it's going to be quite positive going forward. We've still got a way to go, but definitely it's looking good
0: and and it's great to see. Mm. Actually, uh, I guess this is in a way a partial opinion question. The whole idea of staycations was really just about minimal survival, right? So the fact that tourism is open again and Singaporeans are going out, should hotels be worried that staycations are going to go down? Uh, there will be an element to that,
1: but I think at the same time now with businesses and others starting and people traveling into Singapore, we should see a balancing out of that effect. And ultimately you would see it start to switch back the other way. So then the real drivers is the foreign demand rather than local demand. And again, if you look at some of the bookings and the prices, they are starting to trend back upwards, which is, again, positive signs.
0: Mm. From KPMG's perspective, I mean, when we saw the local government set aside close to half a billion dollars to support the country's tourism recovery over the next few years, when you saw that, what stood out for you and did you think it was enough?
1: That's an interesting question. I mean, they've come through very well. There's always discussions around what is enough and what is too much. I mean, to put that into context, if you start to see some of the global implications now around inflation, and there is discussion by central banks elsewhere in the world that perhaps certain support was too much, and that's contributed to inflation. It's a very fine line between stimulus being adequate and it being too much. But I think overall it was a very good strategy. And if you looked at across not just, say, hotels, but aviation, all these other sectors, which were heavily dependent on tourism as well. And they really struggled. So the support there would have been well received.
0: I suppose we do tend to take for granted how much tourism contributes. I am curious, though, on that note, right, with the constant reports of inflation on the rise and the potential for recession in the coming months, how much of a spanner does that throw in the works with regard to revenge travel? You think people
1: start changing their priorities? Inflation is definitely something that needs to be watched and it's something that we've been looking at for more than a year and it's starting to materialise. So I think policy makers globally are watching that and so you're seeing interest rate rises and so on about trying to rein some of that in. Then that has implications again for spending by businesses, by people. As long as I think we come through this relatively smoothly without any major hiccup, I don't think the impact will be material but there will be some impact I think. As we go forward and try to just
0: adjust ourselves to this inflationary bubble we're in at the moment. Mm. When we look at the current situation and all the factors as well as white noise, Paul, what else do you think can be done to help this industry? I think some of the main things, right, is is what we were talking before
1: is just signaling confidence to the market. And these actions and initiatives that are on with the various events and the announcements are really, really powerful. I know, again, from our own networks, the amount of overseas colleagues and business connections and so on that are interested in traveling to Singapore is very great. And then, similarly, when you look at people traveling for leisure out across into, you know, European countries and vice versa, Singapore's always seen as a destination to stop over on the way. So I think that confidence is really important to those groups of people to go, oh, okay, you know, Singapore's open and we want to come. I think some of the other areas, you know, there's a really fantastic portfolio of assets that's been built over the years in Singapore, leveraging those, making sure they're connected so that they all support each other as they do. But, you know, it can always be done. More can be done and just making sure that there's that sort of optimization of, of the assets that are here. And then the last part, I would say, is around just refreshing continuously, which we know the government, that's always top of their mind. But there's some mega projects in the works
0: with regards to tourism. And so, yeah, I think there's some of the key things can be done. You talk about mega projects in the works, can't help but think about Maria Bay Sands and how when you look at Macau and how their gaming sector has suffered, I mean, they're set to reopen from the 23rd of July, but during this period we ourselves have managed to benefit simply because that confidence that you've been talking about.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, and gaming is another thing in altogether. You know, some of the mega projects that are here, just some of the master planning Works that are in the pipeline, and that leads into some of those specific projects, like you mentioned, Marina Bay Sands, and there's others out there as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Macau had a, I think it was really just cross border closures and stuff like that, which really shut their businesses yeah. down.
0: I've been speaking with Paul Kent, who is partner advisory at KPMG in Singapore. Paul, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care. Have a great day ahead. Yeah. Thanks a lot, I appreciate it too. See ya. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg